The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement as always. We are here this week. We were preempted by Baylor. Baylor's finally winning a few games. And I think they're like seven. They're like undefeated. You know, it's... Uh... Now, A&M has played a very tough... We played like, I think, three, three, maybe four number one teams this year. So we're not doing quite as well, you know. But look, I will... You can interrupt preempt me any time for an A&M game, but Baylor, I'm sorry. Although I, I will get a lot of grief from all my friends and relatives that went to Baylor, of course. It's a good school. But anyway, so we are here today talking savings and investments and your retirement. Our, our, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively, to invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. And how how you do that is is through through the a company savings plan, and you know we we talked on the show y'all have heard me endlessly talk about four hundred one k plans which really we really don't manage four hundred one k plans we'll help from time to time our clients will go hey Ted this is what's in my plan what do you think I should do and, and, and so we'll take a look at it and give them some ideas and they can do that any time but we really don't but handle them but the reason why i talk about them is it's such a successful program for building up wealth and 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 what we try to do is really idiot proof your retirement plan and 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 so by keeping it as simple as possible so you can't fail at it 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 works pretty well so you want to save 10% you know plus the company matches those are the numbers but here's some here's some numbers on uh, on 401ks i just you know, it's there's right now. There's five point four trillion dollars in in four hundred one k money, uh, it, and if you add in the four hundred three b's and the four fifty seven, seven point eight trillion dollars, which is which is pretty remarkable. And so they've done a really phenomenal job of building up wealth. I believe these these qualified plans are the the biggest wealth builder the country's ever seen, and and so we can just keep the government out of it. Which is is not easy, but uh, but you, what you do is you build this up, you put away ten percent plus the company match, and that should get you really where you want to be for retirement. It works at about thirteen percent. That's what the numbers have all said. Uh, you know, I saw some remarks. I was reading some stuff this morning in the show prep, and uh, you know about Social Security. And the comment was, our, our benefits aren't just way out of line with most other countries in the world, which is kind of a good thing, which, mean, it, 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 which means that they're likely to not go down if as you retire. Uh, what they're doing is they're stretching out the retirement age. It's now 66 and a half, where it used to be much, much lower. Uh, the, they're stretching that out. But the question he said is, look, is how do we pay for it? And I, and I do think in the future you're going to have more and more taxes. Uh, and, and, and so you want to sit there and continue to manage for taxes. Uh, one of, look, one of the best tax breaks out there uh, is has really been your 401k plan. You Any money you put in it, you get a tax deduction, and, and which is a heck of a deal. I mean, I, I, and, and then it grows tax-free which is an even better deal. So if you're not in your savings plan, do it. Uh, there's some really exciting uh, uh, biz, uh, a, a bill coming out of Congress. Uh, it, it, it's called the SECURE Act. Uh, it's passed the House by just a, a massive, you know, it was the one thing the House uh, of Representatives agreed on this year was this retirement bill. They're working with the Senate. I haven't seen where it's coming. It, President Trump will probably sign it, which is going to help increase savings. It's going to make it easier for small companies 
to have to kind of aggregate plans together. And so, for instance, if if you have the uh, you know the plumbers plumbers association, if you're a plumbers association member, they have a four hundred one k plan. You can put money in. If you work for one plumbing company or another, you you can still keep your plan. That's very exciting. We're seeing some some neat things there. So understand your four hundred one k plans where you want to be. People tell us they come in. Hey Ted, I have an old four hundred one k. I'm rolling it over to you. They roll over the the the, the old plan to us in IRA rollover. But Ted, uh, should I start sending the money over here? Now th- these people haven't retired uh, in this case, and so and the answer is typically, and it, it's we get this question a lot: is no. First, put the money in your 401k plan because I know they'll constantly put it in. If they send us a check once a month, it'll come for four or five months, and then something will come up, a car repair or something. They'll quit sending it, and they'll forget about it, and then their their, their retirement plan slows down. This way, it's on autopilot uh, at, at your company. It gets paid out. So it's a very exciting thing. Uh, it's not that exciting, but it's a pretty simple way to become wealthy, and, and so – so I think I think it's one of the, now uh, one thing we hear some people looked at I don't like the market I think it's very high overpriced look we agree it's ridiculously priced you got the Federal Reserve flooding the world with money you got some corporations loading up on debt buying back stocks so they can hit their quarterly numbers we this is going to end badly that's no reason not to invest in your four hundred one k plan. Instead, you put it in short-term bonds. You put it in money market funds. Sometimes it's called the stable value fund instead of the money market fund. But you put it in there, and you keep putting the money away and putting it away. Uh, and then when you see an opportunity, then you make the investment opportunity. So don't. So you're putting money into your 401k plan no matter what happens. If you think the whole economy is going to crash next week, you're still putting your money in there, and you put it into the government bond fund. Or, or, or a very safe fund. Uh, and, and one of the things, money market funds have been restructured after the last financial uh, crisis, and they're much, much safer than they were. Uh, but, you know, the government bond fund is even materially safer. So so no matter what you think, no matter what your outlooks for the stock and bond market, the economy, or whoever, you keep putting away money in that 401k plan. And so anyway, some exciting things that, that really you can do. Uh, you know what are we going to be talking about? We got a actually a ton of stuff to talk about uh, on the on the show today. Uh, yeah, looking out, you know, I, I came across some numbers here on on uh, life expectancy and and then also retirement age, average, average retirement age. In back in 1962, the life expectancy was about 78.1 years. And you retired, your average retirement age was 65.5, 1962. <coughs> so, excuse me. Uh, that's what, that's uh, 50, almost 60 years. Uh, up to, to 2017, so it's actually less than that, 55. Uh, now, the, the, your life expectancy is 84 years and uh, old. That's the average life expectancy. It's gone up. A retirement age is about the same. It, it's it's at 62. 4.2, which is, it's actually a little bit lower. And, and and I think this has got to do with a couple things. Job movement is more fluid. I, I think in the past, in the I think people tried, as people got near retirement age, they tried to keep them on as long as possible. I, I think nowadays, really, uh, corporate America is pretty much, you know, big into cost cutting and different things. So you see more layoffs. But, but so, so in 62, uh, your life expectancy was 78. Uh, 65 and a half for retirement. In 2017, 84 uh, in 64.2 is when you retire. So it went up, life expectancy. So when you retired in 1962, you had an average of 12.2 years, if you were average, for your retirement. That's all you had to fund up. It was pretty simple to, to hit those numbers. In 2017, now it's 19.9, basically 20 years. This is the average. And, and in many cases, you're looking at 30 years for retirement. And so it's a much longer, it's a much longer row to go. And so it's more important for ever than, uh, than ever to make sure you plan for the long term. And so not just, you have to manage the money correctly. You've got to manage your health correctly, uh, which we, we, we've talked about on the show, it includes taking care of yourself, eating right, exercising, uh, to keep your 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 medical costs down, 
never mind you live longer, but just to keep the medical costs down. And and then you also have to manage your debt levels, and you have to manage uh, your home and things like that. And this is why another thing we talk about on the show is is the importance. We get a lot of questions on this uh, about uh, Ted. I'm coming up in retirement. Should I I I I, I can uh, I'm pay off my house with a hundred thousand dollars, or I can uh, or the other question we get sometimes is is my broker advisor says I have my house paid off, but he says I should borrow $200,000, put it in the stock market, and so uh, and we can make more money, and I can borrow the money at 3% on the house, and we can make more. Though, these are bad ideas. What your target for retirement, what we just talked about is the average person today, 20 years worth of retirement. Likely, you're looking at 30 years. So what you want to do is, 30 years is a long time, so your expenses can change over time. So what you want to do is you want to lock down as many expenses as possible for retirement so they freeze. And so if you can freeze your expenses, your income will go up over time. But if your expenses can save, that that will protect you from inflation. It's one way to do it. Uh, and so what you do is is the house doesn't need to be paid off at retirement. It can be paid off to two and a half, maybe three years after retirement, but the house gets paid off. Once your house is paid off, you don't have a house payment. Now, you still have an insurance payment and you still have a tax payment, but once you hit 65, your taxes are frozen, uh, your valuations are frozen, and, and so that won't go up very much. And, and so, again, you're locking yourself in, you're protecting yourself. Once you hit 65, your medic, me, uh, Medicare kicks in, which which dramatically lowers your health care costs. Again, what you're doing is locking down expenses, freezing expenses any way you can. Freezing your home. Property taxes have just gotten to be ridiculous lately. You, you lock those down. You don't have a, a house payment. That saves you thousand, dollars $4,000 a month. That's a huge deal. And so this is kind of the target. So should I have my house paid off at retirement? No. Should I have your house paid off within two or three years of retirement? Absolutely. So that answers that question. You don't take money out to borrow it to take advantage of the arbitrage between low mortgage rates and the other because you never know when things could go wrong. The stock market in 2008, people forget it fell 57%, which means if you had a million dollars, you had $430,000 and your retirement is destroyed. And so this is what you have to watch out for. In the world today, what we've seen is uh, a couple things. I just saw a thing from Fidelity. They did a study. People are way overweighted in the stock market right now. They had I, I want to say I want to say it was nineteen percent or something, maybe it was eleven, somewhere in there, but it was had a hundred percent of their retirement in the stock market. We just said that the market fell fifty seven percent. Next time we have a a big problem like this, you're not gonna see the bounce back that you had before. You get one of those every generation where the Fed can come in and flood the system and everything comes back up. The next time, it's going to end disastrously, and, and you want to prepare for that. And if you're 100%, it, and this is Fidelity saying this, whose basic business is mutual funds, people investing in the stock and bond markets, they're like, hey, people, you guys are way over, 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 uh, too over-invested in the market. Uh, uh, John, uh, John Bogle, head of Vanguard, he, he, he Wabak, he was saying that, you know, hey, you got to be careful here. People are just too overconfident. What we have is right now, there's the, the, the biggest mania in the market. Well, there's two of them is corporate stock buyback programs by executives uh, aggressively buying back stock and taking on debt. That's the number one. And the number two one is indexing. The indexing fad is coming to an end. And, and the reason is, it's basically feeding on itself. Everybody's investing in the same 500 stocks, and, and they're going up at the same time. There's a, it, it, this is a bench. This is a capital weighted index, which means the largest companies get the most amount of money. So the bigger they get, the more money they get. At the same time, a number of those companies, the majority of them, are very aggressively buying back stock, at Microsoft, Google, Apple, uh, a lot of them. Uh, IBM, they're all aggressively in their buying. So you have two groups. You have the corporations and you have the indexers massively pouring money into these things and it's feeding on itself. Eventually, it's going to blow up and implode. And when it does, it, it's going to it's going to 
probably be a decade-long trend down. That's what happened in Europe. That's what happened in Japan. And that's what's happened in every other market around the world. And so what you want to do is have a more balanced, value-based approach to the stock markets. And we'll be talking about that after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. This is a live show here on Saturdays in Houston, Texas. You can give us a call at 713-339-1070. You can also listen to anywhere in the world by going to the website, uh, AM1070, The Answer, or KNTH 1070. Google it up and then hit the Listen Live button. And we also have podcasts. You can go to the to the, web, the radio station website, go to podcast, and you can find us there, typically by Monday, the, the show. And also we have repeats on Saturday, Sunday, I believe, at 3 o'clock. And so there's a lot of ways to listen to the Max Out Savings Show. You can also get the free newsletter, which is absolutely free, by going to the website, maxoutsavings.com. We're going to be writing the new one here shortly. It's maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free report, or you can schedule an appointment with me, and I'll sit down with you and talk about your retirement. We'll take a look at your financial situation and, and show you how we manage money at Max Out Savings Advisors. So if you need some help, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, or you can call us with the question, 713-339-1070. Uh, where'd it go? I got a, uh, just a whole stuff uh, pile of stuff here. Oh, the, you know, oh, it surprised me this week with the, quote, impeachment hearings. I really kind of figured, hey, the market will sell off going in, you know, once that starts coming out. Even though the Democrats have nothing, they're going to make it sound like for sure Trump's going down and this is it. it they had absolutely nothing. I, I cannot believe how badly that thing – I would really – I'm surprised. I thought they had nothing, but I thought they put on a good show. And by the way, bringing on that. Uh, ambassador, I forgot what her name is. Her name was, but oh, how did it feel when you were let go? 
what the Republicans should have done is I'd like to call Mrs. Mrs. Sally Smith. Who is Sally Smith? Oh, she lost her job when the factory in uh, Lima, Ohio, moved to China. Uh, Mrs. Smith, how did it feel when you lost your job when uh, the, the, the Chinese took the factory to China? That's what the Republicans should have been asking. You know, they, nobody cares about how people feel when they lose their job to uh, to uh, factories being shifted uh, to China and stole, basically in many cases stolen from American companies. No one asks how workers felt, but they ask about how this ambassador felt. It's just pathetic. I mean, it was you know but they it's just it's surprising how little effect it had on the markets and and then the best thing of all i i you know i try not to bring politics i just can't help myself uh the democrats you gotta love them here the republicans you know for the last 50 years we've gone hey low taxes low regulation this is the way to go it'll build up the country and, 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 you know, so people got phenomenally wealthy off our low taxes in this country, deregulation, uh, numerous people out there had monopolies, and, and, and they had special tax breaks, all types of special tax breaks for the super rich that the Republicans fought for and defended. And then what do we have? We have a whole pack of, of – a big pack of billionaires parked that just shifted over since they knew the Republicans were going to fight for them economically. They didn't have to do anything for the Republicans. They just went over to the Democratic Party and, and you know, uh, funded anti-gun resolutions, anti-big gulp and cheeseburger resolutions, uh, abortion issues – uh, what's the other one? Uh, monopolies. Uh, they wanted to take away the the free speech amendment with Zuckerberg. I mean, it just went on and on and on. Uh, Warren Buffett. I'm willing to pay more taxes. I pay less than my secretary. It, I love Warren. In my over 25 years in the investing world, studying and knowing some of these top people out there very closely, no one I has ever seen has been a better at not paying his taxes and avoiding taxes legally than Warren Buffett. He's the absolute master of tax avoidance. Then he piously gets up there and explains to me how he's willing to pay more taxes. But that's an aside. So here they are. They're all parked in the Democratic Party, all these billionaires. Things are going great. And up pops Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. They're going after the billionaires, in particular Wall Street billionaires, that that have sat there and profited enormously off of ridiculous tax breaks, low taxes put forth by the Republicans, and they're starting to panic. It, and so the, the the talk is Mayor Bloomberg wants to come in. Mayor Bloomberg had a monopoly in bond pricing for the last 30, 25, 30 years on Wall Street. I don't know how he got away with it, but he's worth $40 billion. And now he wants to come in, and the talk from the Republicans the Democrats is, well, look, we don't think they can win, and so we want to put forth a candidate. No, they know damn well that Elizabeth Warren can win or Bernie Sanders. But the problem is, what they're looking at is they're frightened because they know they're going to come after them. And, and so they know they're going to raise their taxes. So all of a sudden, they've been backing Democratic causes, and here we are. So I think it's rather humorous that these same billionaires, which have been trashing Republicans for years now in funding huge uh, get-out-the-vote campaigns and everything else against Republicans, are now starting to panic because they're understanding understanding that they're basically stuck. In, I Personally, I believe Elizabeth Warren is stronger than people think, and it'll be interesting to see where it goes. But anyway, I so— that you know, that's it is what it is. But uh, I, I think it's interesting. Um, you know, things are still looking good for the economy, uh, and uh, you know, we'll talk some more about that here in the show. I did say I was going to try to avoid politics, but just it did not work. Uh, the what else do we have? Last week I attended a luncheon with uh, uh, Ben Bernanke, a former chairman of the Federal Reserve, and. He had a, he he spoke at the lunch and and it was just uh, you know Ben's a nice guy I think he did a, a a very good job of basically saving the country I mean during the the two thousand 
nine financial bubble. We were, as longtime listeners of the Max Out Savings Show know, we were warning in 2007 to get out of the market. We explained that the investment banks were going to fail. Nobody else out there, virtually nobody, actually uh, talked about that at the time. As as a matter of fact, I got into a uh, kind of a blogging war with Jim Cramer, Right, right around the time, the day he did his big rant, before he did his rant about he, you know, you know, damn, you know that these, that 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 Bear Stearns is in trouble and these banks are in trouble and you're not doing anyone a service by telling people that that they're in good shape when we know they're not. We we were able to predict that at least nine months before it it happened. It really materially before anyone even thought it was possible. We explained it, laid it out in the in the Max Out Savings Report, which you can get free by going to the website, maxoutsavings.com. But, but so the problem was is the bank started to fail. They had to do something. Uh, Lehman failed. And then they, then they started really losing financing in, in late 09, early, excuse me, early 09, uh, it were a lot of, the, a lot of companies had, uh, were funding off a of commercial credit in the corporate market. And they started losing their funding. A big companies uh, at that point in time, we actually moved in and started buying up bonds of of of, of Fortune 500 companies, corporate bonds, and we're getting over eight percent, eight nine percent or more at the time. But the Fed had to step in to 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 protect the financial system from collapsing because there was there was about to be a complete loss of trust. And once it collapsed much further, it would it would have blown up the derivatives market and that would have taken out almost every bank in the United States. So they had to protect it. They what since then to give credit to the Federal Reserve in the United States, we've done better than almost every country in the world of straightening up our banks, making them somewhat more conservative, raising capital levels. And so I think there's an improvement there. The Europeans haven't done that. I actually had a a, a discussion this weekend with a listener of uh, 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 the Max Out Savings Show. Actually called up and we you know, talked talked about Deutsche Bank, which is in trouble. And you know that thing is in trouble. And eventually, it's probably going to go down. The German, the, the Europeans, and the Germans never really restructured their banking system like we did, which was fine. So the Fed did the right thing. But since then. They've been flooding the world of money with quantitative easing programs. And what struck me is Bernanke still has no idea he's created this massive bubble of asset prices, caused massive wealth disparity. And they talk about wealth disparity like they had nothing to do with it. And it's a problem, but we don't know, you know, well, the, the biggest creator of the wealth disparity in the United States, quite frankly, has been has been the Federal Reserve by basically managing the economy to, to to push up asset prices versus, and we've talked a lot about this, versus trying to build up the real economy, which is jobs, plant, and equipment. And this is what Donald Trump understands is he's understanding the strength of your economy is bringing jobs back, increasing research and development, protecting your patents, not allowing countries like China to steal all your technology. Uh, those Giving workers raises, that's the real economy. And and the Fed never looked at that. They, they basically gave Barack Obama uh, a complete pass for, for eight years, never having to go, hey, you need to straighten up our entitlements. It, it, it's important for you to try to protect the, the workers from China theft. They, they they never looked at that. They never said, "Hey, we've got to get uh, research and development back up." What is what is the country doing? What about our infrastructure? What about our deficit? Nothing was ever brought up. They just said, "Stand back." We at the Federal Reserve will manage the economy going forward. And what we've gotten under Federal Reserve management over the last decade has been massive income disparity, massive wealth disparity, the most since the 1920s, and and we have a stock market bubble. And, and so. But it surprised me that Bernanke didn't – it just – they don't even understand that. Uh, they, they don't even understand, you know, the thing. A couple interesting things I, that – the Fed seems to understand that negative interest rates are a bad thing. About two months ago, we were really going toward – we were going to go to negative interest rates in the United States. And if we talked about on the show is, look, if we go to negative interest rates in the Federal Reserve, eventually it's going to bring down – the the bank the banking system the insurance companies 
the pension systems in the United States and no one will be able to fund their retirement. And so you've got to have a certain interest. Interest was talked about in the Bible. It's not like it's always had interest. In nowhere in 5,000 years of history is there any talk of negative interest rates. No one even thought it was possible. And yet, so I think we've pushed back on that. But but the Federal Reserve still has no idea that they've created this bubble. He talked about the new quantitative easing program that's come out and said this is not quantitative easing. Well, clearly it's quantitative easing. The Federal Reserve's balance sheet has gone up about $240 million over the last uh, over the last three months. And this is what's pushed up stock prices in here when they probably should have backed off a little bit because we're seeing a slowdown in the economy temporary. You know, we'll see where it goes. But, but instead, the Fed has just poured poured uh, quantitative easing and, and pushing up asset prices again. And, and so, but it's really surprising just how tone deaf, when you talk to these people, the, 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 you know, head of the central bank, just how completely tone deaf they are to any mistakes that they made in, in, in just unwilling to admit anything. And it was really surprising to listen to him. Of course, he takes questions and the questions are always, you got to write the question in the card because they don't want any challenging questions they don't want any questions like, look, why did you do gauge in constant quantitative easing this whole time? Why have you taken interest rates to zero where, people, where savers can't make any money on their CDs? None of those questions. Why have you let asset prices go to ridiculous levels while workers, while workers factories, and, and, and the U.S. economy is atrophi- has you know shrunk? Why have you let this happen? Why haven't you encouraged development and building up the country? That those questions never get asked by the to the Federal Reserve to the Federal Reserve Chairman because they're always protected. They always have gatekeepers around them, and they don't understand the damage that they've done to the country. And, and so here we have another example: the Fed is now pushing their balance sheet up. You know, people forget the Federal Reserve's balance sheet. It's right now. It went up to around 2015 to about four trillion dollars, and then it backed down uh, 4.5 trillion, and it backed down to about 3.75 trillion dollars uh, on their balance sheet. This is the Federal Reserve, owned by basically Wall Street banks, which is a fact. And now, now it's it's going up about 200 uh, something billion dollars here in the last. I'm having trouble reading my notes on that. Uh, in the last three months, and it's rising at $60 billion a year. They're claiming it's not quantitative easing. A couple things I got out. Look, the reason, one of the reasons I think the Fed is doing not quantitative easing, quantitative easing is what they're trying to do is th- the yield curve is now went, the yield curve went negative, which means short rates were higher than long rates. So they're trying to push that down. As the economy slows, look for them to push down and take to zero rates going out to two or three years on the treasuries. And this, what they're what they're going to really fight real hard for is to maintain that that uh, standard yield curve, which is the short rates are going to be higher than long to avoid negative yield curve, which which is very detrimental to the banking system. And they're going to try to avoid that in. And, but but this also is is very painful to savers and things like that. I think what they should do is raise rates to more uh, rates of you know the, the rates have averaged around four I think four and three quarters over the last thirty years or so. And now at the, 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 I want to say it's we're at two point eight on the ten year and it's less than that. So they're very low rates and this hurts savers out there. And this is why we've been such a big critic of the Federal Reserve is we think they've hurt savers in this country and they've incurred. In, in, in encourage reckless financial speculation. They've encouraged reckless leveraging of corporate America. And so, and one of the big things going forward where we really think we're going to have problems is going to be the corporate bond market. And, and, whereas, and, and the Fed will tell you this, the IMF will tell you this, the Bank of International Settlements will tell you this. You know, they'll all say that, look, the biggest concern we have is corporate debt just because these the corporate CEOs are so aggressive in buying back stock in trying to push up the prices of their stock. We had one of our companies received a takeover offer we're investing in this week. And uh, I'll be real quick here. Uh, we'll have to come up on a break. And and one of the things they said is, is, look, we'd like to go private where we think we can grow the company long term because we won't be subject to earnings and, and, and they can make the important tough decisions. And that that's kind of a concern. And this we've tied too much corporate CEO pay to, to stock price and, and earnings per share 
Uh, and, and that's and we've not looked at the debt in the long term picture. And so this is I think you're going to be very careful going forward. And we're going to discuss this when we get back after the school break right here in the Max Out Savings Show. Yeah, hitchhiking, bus riding, rental cars, living rooms, coffee houses, run-down bars, 10,000 people alone under the stars. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. And now, more of the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. If you got any questions or comments, this is a live show, the last segment. If you want to get in, now's the time, 713-339-1070. 713-339-1070. Something came across my desk here. Uh, evidently, uh, Vladimir Putin has made some more comments about the dollar. And he, he said the dollar has enjoyed great trust around the world, but for some reason it's being used as political weapon restriction imposing restrictions. Many countries are turning away from the dollar as a, recurrent, as a reserve currency. The U.S. dollar will collapse soon. This is according to Vladimir Putin. Yeah, we've been hearing that for years. But uh, look, a, 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 Putin has a point. I, I'm not convinced it's a good idea to be using the dollar constantly for i mean you pick your battles with the dollar you know, it comes with the we have something called the swift system with banking that that if we kick countries out of the swift system they can't do business and what's happening is other countries see that when we do that and, and they think well that could happen to us so they start having to come up with a way to protect themselves I think we got to be real careful using the dollar as a weapon. I do, I do think it endangers the dollar. Having said that, look, the dollar has been going up now for since 2018, uh, and it really is too high right now, and that's one of the problems. It's hurting our ability to export overseas. It, it, and so I, I do think the dollar is going lower in here. Uh, I, I think uh, that's very bullish for the precious metal sector, which we continue to, to, to have a position in and really like. Uh, but I, do I think the dollar's collapsing? No, I do think some other uh, currencies are going to get in trouble much sooner than that. And and but it is, it's not the best idea to be using the dollar as as you can only use that once in a while. You use it too much, and everyone else starts thinking they need to 
diversify. So this is something we want to watch closely. Uh, but I do think the dollar is going lower, and I think that's bullish for precious metals, uh, also for exports and jobs in the United States. Hey, let's take a call from Paul at 713-339-1070. Hey, Paul. Hey, Ted. Uh, when you were talking about the Federal Reserve balance sheet, yeah, could mm-hmm. you could, could you describe what are their assets? Are their assets strictly receivables from the U.S. government? Well, yeah, technically, yes, which means typically government bonds. And so what they do is they print money and buy the government bonds. Okay, they print money. <laughs> they they allow banks to borrow from the Fed. Yeah. And they and they issue bonds. Yeah. Uh, that- no, no, no. They, uh, the government, sometimes the government or, or sometimes, government. yeah, the U.S. government will sell them bonds or treasury bills. In this case, they're right. buying treasury bills or they'll buy, they're, initially they bought some treasury bills on the open market. Now they're probably buying them from the government. And so they print right. money. So they basically have a printing press, as, as Bernanke one time admitted to. And, right. and, and, and so, yeah. Now, uh, so does that answer the question? Well, yes. Well, partly. The other thing is, what about their income statement? How did they make money? Uh, that's real simple. They just create more money out of thin air and buy more bonds. And then, and, and what do they do? They work on the the margin, the difference between yeah, the cost of money and well, what they sell it for. Well, a couple things. They've got a they've got a four trillion dollar balance sheet, right? That's okay, government. $4 trillion, which, which means they have $4 trillion worth of assets and $4 trillion worth of, what, liabilities and equity? Well, in theory, equity? but that's the money they created. So the assets give them a lot of interest. Now, here's the one good thing about that is, so let's say they make on their $4 trillion, let's say they make uh, $100 million, $150 million, billion dollars a year. Let's say $100 billion a year off the assets. Okay. They're, they're supposed to... They they uh, they have to return that. They give that money to the treasury. So any quote profits they make off of their assets, they return to the treasury. Which is uh, now to your question. I think how they sort of make money is I'm sure they deduct their expenses before they take they they take that over there. Yeah, right. Before they remit the uh, the net net profit. Yeah. Now. Um, where do you find this information? Is that available? Is that is that public information? Yeah, well, you can. You, yeah, the Fed will tell you what their balance sheet is. Huh? And you could look it up, and yeah, now, I could look it up. Now, t- tell you okay. something very interesting, Paul. The Fed can buy government bonds. They can buy yeah. agency bonds, Fannie Mae, Jenny, those type of things. They have some ability. They can kind of bend the rules to buy some uh, municipal, state type of bonds. You know, they really okay. they try. They're not allowed to buy corporate bonds, which is okay. Okay, which is a really big deal because where do we think the biggest problem is out there right now is in corporate America, corporate debt. And now they can't if they get if they get a uh, approval from Congress. But as Ben Bernanke said last week at the luncheon, he goes, "Look, they don't think they got a chance to get anything out of Congress on that. Congress is not going to give them the ability to buy corporate debt." And so, oh. so. The weakness, in, not with the Fed, but the weakness in the system is all this massive corporate debt out there. And when it starts going, it, when it starts going bad, you're going to see a lot of selling, and there's not enough there's not enough natural buyers, and you're going to see the price drop. That should give us opportunities to buy in, but because the Fed can't come in and buy that and protect that. Okay, the buy, the selling of what? They're going to be selling bonds, or they're going to be selling their no assets, corporate or? corporate bonds. It, corporate yeah, okay, what'll, so. what'll happen is, is uh, as the economy slows, some of this corporate, there's going to be a lot of gr- downgrades of, of debt. Most big Fortune 500 companies want to stay right at investment grade or better. Well, a lot of them are just at, at just at the level of investment grade, typical BAA. If they go underneath that, then they're, they're rated junk. Then a lot of funds have to sell off, sell those bonds. Uh, be, because they're now rated junk, and they have a limit on how much junk they, junk bonds they can own, and, and, and it's going to overwhelm the junk bond market, which will create opportunities and, and create risk if you're in the corporate bond market right now. So corporate bonds may be what you're predicting. I hate to use that word predicting, but let's use it anyway. Yeah. What you're predicting is that corporate bonds may be selling at a discount, 
yeah. the interest the interest rates will that they pay the, the coupon rate will remain the same, which means the yields will increase. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so that'll create opportunities for investors. It's also going to pressure earnings as they refinance, and that's going to pressure a lot of corporate earnings. And so that's one thing we're watching. I don't know when this happens. I think you probably sometime yeah. in in the next year or eighteen months at the most we'll see something like this. Okay. So so what what I'm hearing from you that is stay out of the stock market and stay out of the bond market. Well, okay. But yeah, this is our thinking there. Okay. With shorter-term bonds, high-quality bonds right now. Same thing with stocks. We want value stocks. We're trying to buy companies where we think the debt levels are are, are pretty good or reasonably priced or under-levered. That's what that's what we're trying to to be in 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 companies with higher levels of cash or reasonable amounts of debt that pay good dividends. That's what we're working on in here now. Also, precious metals, uh, th- those different sectors in in special situations. And 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 you, I think you want to stay away from the companies with the real high PEs uh, out there because I think they're going to eventually run into some problems. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Okay, yeah, Paul. So to answer your question, uh, the, the the Fed they they basically create they they create their money and then they buy the buy the bonds and that's kind of their balance sheet. But they can't. The interesting thing is, is they cannot buy corporate bonds. So anyway. it almost sounds like vaporware. It's well, they it's, print money with nothing backing it. Then they sell the bonds. It's uh, just on their good faith, I guess. Right? Well, yeah. Look, I think where the Fed has got themselves in trouble is this is a capitalist free market system, which means when when people make mistakes, they lose money. When people overlever, they lose money. When people get reckless, they lose money. And 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 that is an incredibly powerful thing because it's almost like evolution. It, you're always getting the better companies come up, and if if you're reckless, you you go by the wayside. Well, if the Fed steps into the middle of this and tries to bail these companies out all the time, like they've done for the last over a decade, probably yeah. about two decades, you you get a, a more and more unstable financial system, which is what we're dealing with today. Right. Right. Okay. Exactly. Thanks, Paul. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. If you got any questions, 713-339-1070. What, I, I'm going to put together a podcast on um, – on, uh, I came across an interesting story here about the, the debt levels of, in, in, in automobiles. And, and we all know that, that, corp, that automobile debt has gone up. I don't pay quite as much of attention to it because it's one of the debt th- – there's different types of debt. There's debt that, 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 that is basically uh, – that's credit card debt that it's open in and you pay the credit card you interest every every month it never goes down there's installment debt which eventually goes down to zero you buy a car and you pay your your payments and then it goes to zero mortgage debt same thing you you know maybe it's a 10 year 15 30 year mortgage depend but eventually it goes to zero that, those you're buying something that uh, with with mortgage debt real estate which goes up in value and eventually it gets paid off that's very powerful uh Corp, uh, credit card debt, you're buying some typically disposable items and you never pay it off. That's very dangerous. The middle one is is kind of uh, is is auto debt. And, and what we, we get a lot of questions from this from our clients. They're retired like, hey, Ted, what should I do? I need a car. It's going to be like $35,000. Should I take 35000 out of my out of my IRA rollover or should I just, you know, get, get a loan? I say oftentimes I say, look, interest rates are low. Get a loan. Take out a little bit to, to make your down payment. Get a loan and then have it paid off in two, three, four years, and just you know, then you have your car paid off. And the nice thing about automobiles today is a lot of these cars will run for one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand miles. They'll last. The average the average age of a car is about eleven years now, so you you can use it a long time. So it's it's not a bad situation, bad deal. But then I come across this story. Here we have an individual that bought a twenty seven thousand dollar Jeep and he got a forty five thousand dollar loan from Alley Financial. And which is a big lender out there. And, and and so Ted, how does that happen? And the answer is that he goes and buys the, the car and then says, Look, I'd like an extra, you know, uh what is it, uh well, you know, eighteen thousand dollars. And what what happened is is that he kept he'd buy one car and and, and then trade it in for another car, not ha he had negative equity, so they kept in, 
Every time he bought a car, he had more negative equity and they just rolled it into the next loan. Well, when you have negative equity, what you're, all you're doing is running up, up, up the cost. You're, you're borrowing more money and you're putting yourself in debt. And these are also very reckless loans and the fact that they could go bad and then there's no collateral behind them, which raises the cost for everybody. Uh, in, in a couple thoughts here, basically, if you look at this, the uh, 33% of the people out there have negative equity loans. Back back 10 years ago, it was only 19%. Now, sometimes it's just a couple thousand dollars, and the, but that's okay, but don't let... The credit, you shouldn't be taking on debt to, if you take on debt to buy a car, that's fine, but just figure you're going to use it for five, six, seven years or more. And and then we have some people, they're trading in cars every two years and increasing their debt. That's a, that's a bad thing. One of the more interesting things is car payment, cars are so efficient pricing nowadays, new cars aren't a bad deal, so you can buy a new car, and if it's got a five, six, seven-year life, you can you can pay it off you know, in three years or four years and then not have any payments. But but don't let yourself get caught up in this kind of reckless lending of, of uh, you know, taking negative equity in every single car. I mean, l- stick with what you can live with on these things. You don't want to be taking on uh, massive debt on cars and negative equity because they're going to go to zero. The car is going to go to zero and then you're going to be stuck. So something to think about that's a disturbing trend out there. Uh, a couple other thoughts. Uh, markets, we're, we're up hitting new highs here. What's changed is the Federal Reserve has started to inject big chunks of money, and they're not, quanti- not, Q, not quantitative easing quantitative easing program. That's temporarily pushed prices up here near term. I think you could see some more push higher. It's still very high in, in valuations in here. We're coming up the presidential election. You're going to see if Elizabeth Warren starts getting traction, this market is going to get spooked, and you're going to see a lot of problems. So this is something we want to watch. Very expensive. You still want to be cautious, and you want to prepare for the problems coming up ahead and and still manage for your retirement. Uh, If you need some help, go to our website and sign up for the free newsletter. It's maxoutsavings.com. We're going to be sending out this week. I know I said we'd send it out here last week, but we'll get it out. Uh, We talk about all types of things, retirement, how to handle sudden wealth, all types of neat things in the report. It's free. Just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. If you need help uh, help with your retirement, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We manage retirees' funds. Uh, just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, and you can request an appointment, and we'll sit down with you. We'll do a little financial plan to see where you are and show you how we manage money. So if you need some help, go to the website at a minimum, sign up for the free report. Remember our motto and philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer.